Hey out there, this is Jimbo, and this is a show called Album Swap, where I'm here with my two sons, Dominic. What's up, Dominic? Not much. Um, I'm excited to be talking about music with my father on this podcast. I've been looking forward to this for like the past week, um, and Definitely. I'm excited to um, hear like feedback about the music I recommend and get introduced to more music. Cool. And to my right, we have our son, Dan, and he is going to be chiming in every once in a while. Dan is looking to record, or to record, to um, expand his uh, music knowledge by listening to the albums that we both suggested. And he's going to put in kind of his two cents about each subject we talk about. What's up, Dan? Uh, Not much. I will say for the first week, two very good albums. Cool. I'm glad you liked them. All right. So... Again, my name is Jimbo. I am the quote-unquote old man here. I'm the father. I am 46 years old. Um, My 16- and 15-year-old sons, Dominic and Daniel, are here. And what we did here is we decided to recommend each other, me and Dominic, an album that's one of our favorite albums. And, you know, listen to each one's other one, each one's recommendation, I should say, and, you know, give our feedback and see what we think. Yes, so it's going to be a kind of old versus new a little bit. I'll probably recommend some older albums. You might recommend some newer ones. Right. But we come from two different walks of music knowledge, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, some of it's similar, but I think, you know, a lot of it's different. Like, me, I am more of a hard rock, heavy metal background, um, alternative. I like a little bit of everything, actually, and Dominic has introduced me to a lot of different new uh, genres of music. Um and which i'm really cool with and i really enjoy um but yeah i listen to a little bit of everything i've started listening listen i started listening to classical music a little more lately which is weird um but yeah i like a little bit of everything but my main my main genres uh through most of my life have been yeah hard rock heavy metal and alternative uh dominic how would you describe your music taste in general if you could i guess more on like the indie kind of weird side of things. There are some genres. I, I, I've found myself liking certain parts of every genre, but there are some that I'm not as versed in. Like like metal in general, I'm not as um, knowledgeable about. There are a lot of like metal bands that are extremely popular that I've never heard before, though there are a few that I uh, really like. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, and like classical music, too. You know, I'm not that knowledgeable about that. Classic rock, you mean? Cla- no, classic classical. Classical. Oh, like okay. You were just talking that. about. Okay. Um, no, I mean classic rock. I mean, I know enough about. It, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I am. I am um, a bit more into newer music, um, but I do know a good amount about like music history in the 20th and 21st century, mm-hmm. at least. Right. So, I think I have a pretty good like basis for understanding a lot of what it. Uh, is going on right. back then. And Daniel, you're going to join us and, like I said, put in uh, some comments and ideas and, and you know, give us feedback about our albums. Um, what has your, been your music uh, journey so far? Mainly rap music, but I also enjoy Prince mm-hmm. and Genesis. Right. Yeah. The only genre I would say I don't like is, like, really punk music. Mm-hmm. Well, I recommended kind of a punk yeah. album. Yeah, his recommendation is pretty punk. But. Yeah, but I, I had a less of a problem with it because, like, 
the super punky music. Like, you mean like hardcore punk, where it's just like really punk, speedy yeah. and like oh, okay. screaming? I don't like that. Like, I kind of like what, to understand. What, what do you think is a band like that that you don't like that you've heard? I don't. I don't really remember. Like it's Ramones just, or like uh, yeah, well, Ramones aren't fast. Though. Well, no. no, Sex Pistols. I mean, that sounds more like yeah, Minor sex, Threat or something. Minor Threat. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I've actually heard that band before. Yeah, that, that's the kind of band I don't like. Just the band that talks really speedy. I like to sort of understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, something like Minor Threat is kind of an acquired taste because, you know, all of their songs are really short and, you know, they're not really playing very well, but they're not really supposed to be either. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so we can get started with the episode. So the album I recommended to Dominic this week was by Faith No More, and it was their second album with Mike Patton as their singer. Um, overall, I think it was like their fifth album. Their fourth, I'm pretty sure. Was it fourth? Um, Angel Dust. Um, now I struggled between Angel Dust and The Real Thing because I love both of those albums. Um, believe it or not, I like The Real Thing as a whole a little more, but I think Angel Dust is really like kind of a better work of art than The, the Real Thing was. So I like that one also. I just like it in a different way. Um, like I said, Faith No More, you know, they had they don't have a ton of, um, you know, of, of albums. They, they were apart for, I think, 15 years. They, they split up between their last album and the one they, they put out two albums since they've gotten back together, I think. Um, but yeah, just I loved them back in the day. And I hate the fact that they're they're blamed for the rap rock revolution, which is pretty terrible. I think they're better than that. I think they're much better musicians. I think Mike Patton's an incredible singer. Um, and, you know, it did spawn a lot of bad music. I, I mean, like Limp Biscuit is, you know, considered a, a throw off of the rap rock revolution. And to me, Limp Biscuit is terrible. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I chose that album because it was one of my favorites of all time. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I love, I just love the way it was made. I think it was. It had some better elements to it because I think they grew as a band, and I think that um, I think they were just getting used to Mike Patton as a singer. You know, like the first album was really good, but I think they gelled more on the second album. So that's kind of my reason for giving it, um, you know, making it this week's recommendation. So um, I'm dying to know what you think, Dominic. Um, I liked it. It was a little mixed. It kind of grew on me as I kept listening to it in some ways and grew off of me in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It was... I was a bit surprised by it at first because it's kind of goofy at a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Like, especially the opening song where he's, like, imitating, like, a televangelist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he does a lot of goofy, like, vocal inflections. But I found it kind of funny Whereas on like other songs, I found it a little annoying, like um, RV, mm-hmm. I think, which was kind of one of my least favorite songs, right. where he's like imitating like a white trash, like disgusting guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that song was kind of boring and didn't really like progress into anything, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just kind of like mean spirited. Also, the song Kindergarten, which isn't as like... Um, 
uh, goofy with like all of the vocal inflections and like the drunken piano that that's uh, in the behind of an RV, but it mm-hmm. is kind of just like mean spirited for the sake of being mean spirited, right. which I guess it's metal music. So it is um, often that too. Mike Patton is like a very, I don't think he's exactly trying to be mean spirited. I think he's trying to like, I, in his way, and it might come off as mean spirited and I get that. I think in his way, he's trying to make like a social commentary yeah. when he does those songs. And I think he, he's like, I've, I've watched and read interviews with him and he's very like, he hates the whole quote unquote redneck, like jerky kind of people atmosphere, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so he, he makes that very clear. He's a Southern California guy. Like he's very... Although he's crazy in a lot of ways, he's also very relaxed and chill, like a Southern California typical person. So he uh, he's kept his private life very um, guarded. He's one of those quote unquote famous people that um, doesn't you don't ever know if he's married or has kids or anything. Like he's yeah. very weird. Like he he'll say in an interview he does a lot of drugs, but I heard that's like a joke. He doesn't do any. You know, like it's weird. He's a weird guy. He's definitely a very weird guy. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that's what he's going for in those songs. But again, I can see why you would think it's mean spirited. Yeah, I mean, it comes off a little bit like elitist, right? And classist in a way. And I see. I mean, I'm annoyed by those people too sometimes. But um, I don't know if it's worth if it's worth getting like that angry over. Like, I feel like there are other things because, like, everybody knows. Like on kindergarten, he's like complaining about somebody who's like still in school when they're in like 20 something. Yeah. And it's like, it, everyone knows that they're a loser. I don't know like why you have to be so like, you know, that's a good angry point. about it. But yeah, in general, he seems like a kind of a smart guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting. He, he has a lot of creative ideas, I think mm-hmm. on this album. I don't think all of them kind of pan out, but I think enough of it does for me to call it good. Good. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, what did you think, Daniel? I liked it. And it's funny that you mentioned RV because that was actually my favorite song. <laughs> I like how it went from, like, a tonal shift because I think the first two songs were a little, like, super drum heavy. Mm-hmm. And that went to, like, simple drums and simple piano and just focused mainly on the lyrics. I don't know if that song was meant to be mean-spirited. I think it was supposed to – I don't know. I don't know if it was meant to be mean-spirited. I think maybe he was just trying to tell a story about a guy who lives, who's poor and like lives in an RV and doesn't get to see his kids. Yeah, I mean, again, like I said, I don't think he was... I don't think he tries to be mean-spirited. Again, sometimes it can come off as that. I get that, you know. But yeah, I don't think he was ever trying to be mean-spirited. But, I mean, who knows? I don't know exactly what his creative and thought processes when he's going through the stuff he may be pissed off at some kind of element of society that you know at the time i mean this album came out i believe in 92 or 3 92 i'm pretty sure yeah 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 i was looking Um, at this on like because i know wikipedia um the real thing came out in either 89 or 90 yeah so i think they toured for a couple years and then yeah it got that album out around 92 um yeah, so I saw Faith No More, gosh, probably not a ton. I mean, two or three times I think I've seen them. I saw them. The biggest time I ever saw them was when they opened for Guns N' Roses and Metallica at Giant Stadium um, on that Guns N' Roses Metallica 
big, huge tour they did where they yeah. did nothing but fight with each other. Yeah. Um, and funny story, quick, my wife went to see the the show the night before, and apparently Bob Dylan opened for them, and it was apparently terrible. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. I mean, I bought tickets for the one with Faith, Faith No More specifically. I didn't even know. I, first of all, I didn't know Faith No More didn't open both nights. I just assumed they did. And also, I'm really glad I got the Faith No More tickets. But anyway, yeah, I saw them two or three times. I saw them at a small club in um, Asbury Park, New Jersey once. Um, that was really cool because they had just gotten Mike Patton as their singer, and they were, like, doing small clubs just to work out with him before they – I don't know if it was before they made the first album or right after they made the first album. I think it was right after. Um, that was really cool. And then I saw them once. They opened up for someone else, too. I never saw them after the uh, after the real thing tour. I never got to see them again. I saw them three times on that tour. Um, mm. But yeah, I never saw them. I never got to see them on the Angel Dust tour, and I never got to see them since they've been back together. I was supposed to go see them in 2010 when they first got back together in Brooklyn. I actually had tickets, and then we decided to move uh, from New Jersey to South Carolina like that month before. And I was like, oh, man, I was kind of pissed off about that. And I wound up selling my tickets to a friend of mine. Yeah. But anyway. Um, They're a good band in general, I think. A lot of the songs I liked just, like, from, like, certain playing and stuff and certain guitar work on the album because mm-hmm. I think that is really good. The interesting thing about that one, too, is that was the last album that Jim Martin was their guitar player. It was their original guitar player. He left the band after that. And then the album after that, which... I don't remember if the album after that was Album of the Year or what was the other one called? I don't remember. But after that, after Angel Dust, he left the band and he uh, and they got some other guitar player. I think they took the guitar player from Mike Patton's other band, uh, Mr. Bungle. Mm-hmm. I think they got they took that guitar player into Faith No More. But um, anyway, um, I yeah, I love that album. Um, I'm glad you guys pretty much enjoyed it. I was wondering if you would. Yeah, you know? yeah I mean... It's not exactly my thing. I'm I'm not all that into like alternative metal in general. But for for that, I like it's very influential. Yeah. Even in stuff like you know, it is kind of influential to like a lot of terrible stuff. Yeah, I hate that. But yeah. like, um, you know, it is like Rage Against the Machine kind of vibes sometimes, yeah. which yeah. I really like. You know, just funk metal in general. Yeah. Um, which I did think was good. Like the bass on the album. What's really is really all good. of them separately are really good musicians. Like Jim Martin, who uh, not Jim Martin, uh, 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 what's his name? Ah, Mike Borden is the drummer. Mm-hmm. And as soon as Faith No More broke up, like everyone asked him to play with them. He went on tour with Ozzy for a while. Uh, I saw Ozzy a couple times with him playing drums. Ozzy says will tell anyone that asks him he's like the best drummer he's ever worked with. Um, Mike Borden is a really good drummer. Um, Roddy Bottom, who does the uh, keyboards, is considered really good. Uh, I'm trying to remember the bass player's name. Anyway, yeah, the bass player, like, they're all separately really good musicians. And Mike Patton, believe it or not, even though he's got that kind of whiny voice, he's got an incredible range. He was actually in Rolling Stone magazine listed as the best singer, like, as far as, um, what's that called, range. Yeah, that in rock and roll. I mean, he does he does kind of settle into like sometimes mumbling, mm-hmm. and then sometimes just doing that like 
you know, that singing thing that everybody kind of knows him for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of nasally and kind of weird, but yeah, yeah, he, he settles into that. But the funniest thing is every, every, um, every show live show I saw them in, they have this thing where they, where they do the Nestle, the Nestle commercial. They sit, they like perform the Nestle commercial. And I don't even know if you guys would know what this is. It might've been just their old jingle, but it used to be uh, used to go Nestle makes the very best and yes, yes. But in the commercial it was like someone that was singing it. That was a really good singer. Mm-hmm. And he got up and sang in it and it was amazing. It was like his vocals yeah. were amazing in it. And it's so stupid because it's a Nestle commercial song. <laughs> yeah. But he would get up and do it and the place would go nuts because he, he's just got a really good voice. He seems like he, well, he seems like kind of misanthropic and like sardonic. And that comes off of this album a little bit, mm-hmm. at least at the time when he was making this. Yeah. Um, but he, the, the album, at least the version of the album I listened to, I don't think all of them had this, but it uh, ends with a cut co- that cover of easy. They did. Like easy, oh like yeah, Sunday that morning. wasn't t- originally on that album. That was uh, a single they released. Actually, yeah, uh, they released that just as a single. So the, yeah, I was fig- I would figure they would probably throw it on some album at some point as an extra. Yeah, the, um, the version and, that's on Spotify. It and the album ends with that. And apparently, I like that actually. I like their version of Easy. It kind of, I feel like they kind of like throw away their style and like make it a bit more relaxing, which is fine. But it kind of just like breezes past me, like eh. Yeah, it's fine, I guess. At the time when, when bands put out videos for everything, they had a video for Easy, and it was really like considered a little bit groundbreaking because everyone in the video, I mean, except for them, as far as I know, at least, were uh, were transgender and um, what do you call it? Uh, ah, like dressed up as women. Um, yeah, like, like drag queens, cross dressing, cross dressing, oh, yeah. drag queens. The whole video was all those people in it with them. It was kind of cool. Um, yeah. They're very it like seemed, that, actually. They're very like pro LGBT and stuff like that. Yeah, it seems like he pushes the bar, and it seems like he likes like making people mad a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's why, because that's why he they recorded that song. Apparently, I read because they kept. I think it was War Pigs by. Um, Black Sabbath that they kept covering and everybody every time they did a show would like chant for that song. Mm-hmm. So then uh, they started playing that song and everybody booed at them. So then they just started playing that song every time they chanted for War Pigs. Because every time I saw them live, it was weird because they're they're a weird band because like they give a, a sort of a metal vibe. So like metal fans kind of like them. But then they also give kind of a rap rock vibe. So, like, they get that crowd. And those crowds kind yeah. of don't mix a lot. And they would be, like, people wouldn't understand. Like, people would like, like, the metal the metal heads that would come would like, like, half the songs. And then the other half of the songs, they'd be like, what is this crap? Because it's not metal. It's, like, yeah. different, you know? And I think that annoyed. If you ever listen to anything else, because Mike Patton has, like, 12 other bands. He's in yeah. so many bands. And I've listened to it, some of uh, Mr. Bungle. Mr. Bungle is weird. They're like known as such like an experimental yeah. weird band. They had a I don't know how many albums they ever put out. I think it's only been two or three. The only one I liked was I actually I don't think it was their first one. Um I think it was the self titled one. I don't know. I'm I, not sure. I don't I think that's like their second one. Yeah, I, I think know. the self titled one I was their second one. That much about them that band um but yeah and if you ever listen to any of his stuff even mr bungle would seem tame compared to some of the other stuff he's did he's done 
He yeah. did a whole album entirely of him just like doing weird sounds with his mouth, and that was the whole album. I like, think I heard about that. He's yeah. weird. He's a weird dude. <laughs> he wrote apparently the first two songs on this album, um, Land of Sunshine, which I mentioned before, and Caffeine, mm-hmm. which I actually really like as a song, just as like a rock song in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wrote or he began writing both of them at like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. while he was like watching TV like really late at night. Yeah. Um, and he like had insomnia or something. Mm-hmm. So he like started writing both of those songs. Yeah, cool, um, cool story about the real thing. When they fired their former singer and were starting to record that album, he came in last minute. And actually, another funny story about the real thing: right before they hired him, they almost had Courtney Love as their singer. They were almost going to let Courtney Love be their singer. That would have been interesting. She did like a couple shows with them after they kicked mm-hmm. out the original singer. Oh, gosh. I usually know this. Chuck Mosley. That's it. Chuck Mosley. He just died recently, actually. Yeah. He, um, he had, I think he had a lot of drug problems. And I think that's kind of why they kicked him out. Um, he, when they got back together in 2010, a couple years later, they actually had him come out and do and perform with them every once in a while before he died, um, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Like Mike Patton never had a problem with Chuck Mosley. He just, you know, he was his replacement. I mean, Chuck Mosley, I think, was just heavy into drugs and they couldn't work with him anymore. And uh, it was a real yeah. shame. I forget what he died of, but I think he had some kind of disease. And it wasn't just drugs, I don't think. Yeah. But it anyway. is always weird to me when bands like change their singer. Because yeah. for me, a lot of the times, for a lot of my favorite bands, that's like like a main part of it. Yeah. Like it's almost like they've just kind of become a different band sometimes. A little and bit. And sometimes yeah. like their music is kind of nondescript enough and somebody else can do it just as well as the other guy. Yeah. Um, but like for a lot of my favorite ones, like it has to be that. What's second. like your biggest example of that? I mean like Modest Mouse, like if they just like um Modest Mouse is one of my favorite bands, by the way. But they like if they just like changed like the music. He he's such a weird vocalist, anyway. But um, the all of the, the stories are so like personal to him, mm-hmm. and like the like the anecdotal way, uh, like the semi anecdotal, semi like uh, figurative langu- language he uses. Yeah, like I feel like it's so specific to like him and his way of like singing i guess right you see yeah the, the thing is i thought i when i when i asked you that i thought you were going to tell me like of a band that switched singers somewhere in their tenure that you didn't like or liked or whatever i don't know but um, yeah well like i never really experienced it firsthand like i know about it i mean like faith no more yeah obviously ac the thing is faith no more was not very popular they were like yeah. kind of underground popular i mean everything they like popular they did they did with mike patton yeah much. yeah like once mike patton got on they made a music video and they did the whole thing and they that's when they really really shot up um it was kind of cool that mike patton would do a couple like three or four of their old songs in concert from the previous singer. And it sounded very different, obviously, because he's a, he was a very different singer than Chuck Mosley was. Chuck mm-hmm. Mosley was more almost punk sounding. Mm-hmm. Um, their original stuff was definitely leaned more punk than the stuff they did with Mike Patton. Yeah. You might actually might want to check out some of their older stuff. Uh, Introduce Yourself was one of their first albums. Um, what's the other one? 
think they had. I think they made two albums, if I'm not mistaken, with Chuck Mosley, but I'm not 100 percent sure about that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But if you go back and listen to it, it's some interesting stuff. It's not bad. It's pretty good, actually. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you when you think of like their albums before this one. I like them. I mean, I don't like them as much as the Mike Patton stuff, but I like them. I thought some of it was pretty good. It was pretty interesting. Chuck yeah. Mosley like was very. Um, how do you put it? Like he uh, when he. he it doesn't seem like he wrote a lot of lyrics. It seemed like he kind of almost improvised a lot of the time. I mean, that would be the punk style. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Like, the only thing that bo- – one of the other things I was going to say before that bothers me about Bake the More that I've had a couple people tell me is that they were Red Hot Chili Pepper ripoffs, which I do not agree with at all. I don't think they were very Aren't much they- like- the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, I guess the Red Hot Chili Peppers were kind of before them, but they I were, mean, no, Red Hot Chili Peppers were a lot before them. Really? I feel Red like Red Hot Chili Peppers did... came out in '85. I guess, yeah. I mean, they didn't become I've super been, huge, yeah. famous until probably '90, 90, '91. But no, I mean, they were. My brother Stephen was listening yeah, to them I, like in the '80s. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I, I always figured them to be contemporaries for some reason, but I, mean, I guess close. Really. I mean, if you're talking about the Chuck Mosley Faith No More, if you're including that in it, then yeah, they're pretty close to being around, uh, being around the same amount, yeah. you know, out at the same approximate time. I know it wasn't their beginning, but when did like Blood Sugar Sex Magic come out? That was like 91. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that came out the year I graduated high school, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it might have been the year before that. That's when they were the most popular. I mean, Blood that, Sugar Sex that's was, was their most popular album, debatably. It definitely is. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I mean, sales-wise, I don't know. But definitely critically, I'm pretty sure maybe not at the time, but over time it's I think, I think Californication, Californication. Yeah, either that or Californication. But I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, to to close out the Bait No More uh, Angel Dust my two favorite songs on the album, and I almost hate saying it because they were two of their more popular songs on that album, but I still think they're really good, was A Small Victory and um, Midlife Crisis were my two favorite songs on that album. Midlife Crisis was good. Yeah. Midlife Crisis on like every mix, you know, every mix I ever put together (laughs) has Midlife Crisis on it. Because I just love the drums in that song. Yeah, the drumming actually I think was my favorite part of that song. Yeah. Um, Yeah, As for my favorite songs, um, Caffeine, I said, I, I already said, I like malpractice. Mm-hmm. I remember liking a lot because he's just screaming and brains out on that <laughs> song. And there is, and it's kind of like cools down and like shifts a little bit too. Yeah. So I like that. Everything's ruined. That song is good. Mm-hmm. Be aggressive is kind of, it's, it's weird. And there's weird. some questionable lyrics in it too, but um, I like it. Mm-hmm. And as for least favorite, either like RV or I don't know, like, smaller and smaller or something i don't know because some of them were just like kind of boring rv was just like kind of weird but some of them like i got kind of bored like on the last on jizz lobber like i <laughs> kind of felt the album's length a little bit because mm-hmm. um, it is a kind of a long album um yeah and the last two songs is it about 45 minutes no it's like an hour is it an hour Without the lat, without it goes over an hour with um, the cover. With easy, yeah. Um, but without it, it's like fifty-eight minutes long. Okay. Um, but yeah, and then like there's like the song "Midnight Cowboy," which I don't know if it was like it says the theme for "Midnight Cowboy," so I guess it might be a cover of some theme from the movie "Midnight Cowboy," 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know that. And I should because, you know, I was so into their music. But I don't remember what the deal with that song was. But, yeah, Jizz Lobber seems like the last song. But Mm -hmm. Midnight Cowboy is on every release of the album, from what I can tell. Right. Um, Hmm. So it's just kind of, like, pointless, and it goes on a little long. Right. So, yeah. In general, it's a good album. Um, I think it's definitely influential. I think the real thing is pointed at more as, like, inspiration for like a lot of bands that came yeah the real thing is really good too i mean that that album is better beginning to end i like i've always said this to you know people who want to hear um i like every song that album would be perfect if the song underwater love wasn't on it that song is terrible on on the real thing you told me about that before Yeah. yeah if that song wasn't on that album that would be an awesome album from beginning to end there's a song on there called woodpeckers from mars crazy title i know but it's an instrumental. There's no vocals in it. And it's one of the coolest instrumentals I've ever heard in my life. That, out, out of any, and they're not modern anymore because they're still 20 to 30 years old. But um, out of any instrumentals I've ever heard come out in the last, let's say, 20 to 30 years, that and The Whale and the Wasp by Alice in Chains were the two coolest instrumentals I've ever heard, rock instrumentals I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. When like a, 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 good rock band creates like a really epic like instrumental song mm-hmm. it's always interesting yeah so um, that any was cool. other, that, uh, daniel any other yeah. comments on angel dust i mean my favorite is rv my least favorite might be caffeine that song was kind of boring mm-hmm. but i mean otherwise i like the opening track to uh what's it called uh, land, of land of sunshine yeah that was really good uh-huh. Yeah, that's one of the songs. That and Midlife Crisis were the two songs I recognized. I wasn't like I'd heard before. much for Crack Hitler. That was <sighs> very... Uh, that's, a, that's a weird song, too. I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. I don't dislike it, but it's not one of my favorites on the album. Yeah. Uh, I I like the drums. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Borden's a really good drummer. Like I'll, I'll say that till the end of time. He's really good. He might be one of the top... Maybe even top five drummers in my head of all time. All right, so on to the second discussion of the band Idols. Um, Joy is an act of resistance. They're kind of a punk band, kind of like a post-hardcore band. Um, they released one album before this, I think, um, called Brutalism, which is pretty well regarded. Um, but this album was much more so... Um, it was very like on all fronts, pretty like well regarded by music fans as like some punk revolution. Um, so yeah, I was in, I was kind of introduced to it last year, and I listened to it a ton. I love a bunch of songs off of it, and it kind of became my favorite album for a while, or one of my favorite albums for a while. I don't love it as much now. I think there are some like issues with it. Um, a little bit. It's not a perfect album, I guess, but it. I still really love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what did you guys think? I guess Daniel. Uh I would say my favorite song off. Of, my favorite song off of it would be, uh, Danny. Danny Nadelko. Nadelko, and my least favorite is probably "I'm Scum." Really? Oh man, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. But everyone's got their own opinion. That's cool. It's just because the first track, Television, was also really. That good. wasn't the first track. Oh, oh. 
Done. Yeah, you might have listened yeah. to it on shuffle, shuffle or something. Played. Okay. Yeah, I could not get my. That's the problem. I mean, I see the track list now, so I can comment on each song. But like, I don't think either time I listen to it, I listen to it in the right order. I don't know. Which but, is the, yeah. Which is the first track? Colossus. Colossus. Oh, I that, that makes well, that makes a lot of sense as the first track because if you heard it like in the middle of all of that, it's kind of weird because it is like really builds up. Mm-hmm. And is like really slow, and then it just turns into like this punk rock like thing at the end, and yeah. then um, shifts into the song "Never Fight a Man with a Perm." Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I think the second time I listened to it from top to bottom, I think I actually did listen to it in order, if I'm not mistaken. I think the first time it was shuffling it, um, but yeah. So the reason I didn't like "I'm Scum" is because that song "Television" is all about he didn't self-deprecate himself like other people do he kind said, of yeah the whole song television was about like people self-deprecate themselves because of tv but i don't care i smash tvs and destroy mirrors yeah and it's a good song television i like it but and then i'm scum just comes around and he's just like i've always known i'm scum it's kind of satirical, though. Mm-hmm. He, it, he's the whole album. He's kind of like prodding at right wing sentimentality. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Talbot, the singer, that's like his whole thing. And th- the song "I'm Scum" is kind of like a little bit like he's kind of making fun of himself a little bit um, about how like tough, but what like quote unquote tough guy he is um, across the whole thing. Um, but most of the song is just him, like, saying, like, triggering words to, like, right-wing people and just being like, yeah, I'm scum. Choke on it, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as a whole, I like to start like that, like, what I thought of the band and the album as a whole. Yeah. I They're super interesting. I like – I mean, the guy's not a good singer, but he's – He's something. Passionate. Yeah. You know, at the very least. He's not a terrible singer either. I mean, you know, he's he's a punk singer. Nope, I don't know a punk singer that's actually a really good singer. And not that that's even important, but um, a punk because, singer because it's you know you're you're getting your angst out. It's supposed to be angsty and like you know growly and whatever you want to call it. Angry, but angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Expressive. Yeah, he. They're actually British, right? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I didn't. Because a, a lot of times there are, there are American punk bands throughout history that try and sound British. I think the Ramones kind of did that a little bit. I don't Ramo- no, no, the Ramones sounded very New York. Really, I, I always thought they were doing like a weird British thing. I'm trying to remember the like band that. To I'm trying to remember a band like that pistols. did that, and I can't off the top of my head right now. But I remember it happening and being like, "Oh, really? Like you don't need to be British to be punk." I mean, I know that's kind of where it got famous. But yeah, I think they were kind of trying the New York to punk do... scene was pretty much the same. But anyway, yeah. I don't know if you can consider them punk, but I feel like Green Day did that a lot. Really? Especially yeah, on American yeah. Idiot. I don't know about I that. I got that sort of vibe. Like, I want to be. They guy. may have been one of the bands I thought did that sometimes. I think on their first album, they did it a little bit more than they ever did after that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they were young and stupid. Maybe they just were emulating their idols and is kind it, of came off a little bit. Is know. American Idiot on their first album? Or no, no, American Idiot is way not their first album. I, I don't know where American Idiot's on. Their first album is is 
I don't think not, it's Dookie. Not, I, not Dookie. I, don't I think know it was their second, technically. What their first, their first I don't think their first famous. album was. I don't think anybody cared about their first album. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so back to um, Idols. They, um, yeah, as a whole, um, as a whole, I like the album. It wouldn't be something I would listen to a lot, to be honest with you. Um, it's just not my thing, kind of like you said about Faith No More. Yeah. But, like, I definitely grew an appreciation for them. Um, I definitely think they're. I don't know if talented <laughs> because, you know, like I had said to you earlier in the week, and I should have used this before we got on the podcast, but I'll repeat it. Like they're like, they're like the Sex Pistols, but they're better at their, but they're better musicians, but barely better. <laughs> they use like more complex song structures than yeah, most bands do. But they still kind and of only know four chords and kind of yeah. yell. And it's kind of, it's similar they're definitely better musicians, but they're like also they're also trying to be a bit catchier. I think, like on Danny Nadelko, mm-hmm. like you know that yada 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 yada. Yeah. It's kind of like oi punk almost, but it's like that yada yada yada. I don't remember a, what a, it's a, from, a, but there was some that reminded me so much of Zigzaggy Zigzaggy oi oi oi, and I don't remember what that's from. It's from a movie, I think, but I don't remember. But that when they did that, it just made me think of that because it sounds a lot like that. I feel like on this album. There wasn't as much screaming as I expected because I heard the first song. I was like, "Oh no, British punk people—they're gonna scream at me!" <laughs> and and I was like, "No, they were actually being pretty calm." I mean, he still like oh, growl, growl, screaming. Some songs, like the opening song or the song June, he's just like mumbling, kind of. Mm-hmm. And June is probably my, probably my least favorite. June was my least favorite. Track. If I had to give a top two and a bottom two, I would say my top two were. I'm scum and probably never fight a man with a perm. I love that song. Yeah, it's, I thought it's, it's really, kind of really funny. Cool. Um, probably my least favorites were June and uh, I liked. Actually, Cry to Me was very good too. I like Cry. Yeah, that's to an interest. That's apparently a cover of some other song. Oh, um, is it? A Solomon, um, a Solomon Burke song, apparently. But I, oh, okay. I, yeah, I like Cry to Me. I think if I had that another one, I wasn't crazy about it. Probably be Rottweiler, the last song. Yeah, yeah. I I think as a song that's fine, but as like a closer to the album, it's a little bit underwhelming. Yeah, that's funny. I got that second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I definitely, yeah, definitely my two favorites were on Scum and um, yeah, probably uh, Never Fight a Man with a Perm. I lo- I, I like that song. My a lot. two favorites yeah. are probably Danny Nadelko and Never Fight a Man. With and my two least favorites are, um, what's the, oh, I had one in my head. Uh, oh, oh, it you was said, Rottweiler. It was Rottweiler and I'm Scum are probably my two least favorites. Yeah. Right. And television, television, my, I have a ton of, fa- I mean, I have a ton of favorites. Oh, I love, I'm Scum. I love Danny Nadelko. Samaritans, I think might be my favorite song on this actually. And television and great. Mm-hmm. Are all amazing songs, in my opinion. De- like they all kind of deal with like different political subjects. Mm-hmm. Most of them, yeah. Um, a lot of them are about kind of like masculinity. I don't remember Samaritan so much, and I don't know why. Um, Either it was underwhelming to me, and I didn't. It didn't stick in my head, or I just the I don't one know. That's like, um. Well, why can't I remember? This is why you never see your father cry. Oh yeah, that one. Okay. Um, mm. I. That song is like the most about like masculinity and like sort of repressing yourself because you were told to, right. I guess. 
and like not showing how you feel. And, he, and he, there's kind of an admission of like sort of bisexuality on that song where he says like I kissed a boy and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, is he or, or, or just? I'm pretty sure oh, he matters, said he but. is, but yeah. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, that like just like the like apocalyptic sound of that song and just like the subject matter and like the catchy like um, sit down, chin up, pipe down. Like I really love that um, mm. song. But yeah, I mean, and television, yeah, it's about like, I don't really think it's about like, it's kind of, it's, it's not exactly about like never self-deprecating or like making fun of yourself, but it's more about, it's, he's talking about like television and like celebrities and how people like compare themselves to them and like feel bad about themselves when they shouldn't because they're like fake a lot of the time right and he hates hates television i feel like i feel like the message was don't self-deprecate because of celebrities because you see celebrities being pretty and you're like not that's fine because they probably had like a bunch of plastic surgery or whatever yeah I um I feel like I didn't I don't know if I noticed the political messages in this album. I felt like most really? of this was about his home life. I mean, Danny Nadelko is um, is about yeah. like immigration. Danny Nadelko was stuff. the only one I fi- I realized it on. The other ones were all like I feel like about his dad. Really? Um, yeah. Danny I mean, Nadelko definitely was the most. I don't like that song too. I didn't mention it in the songs I liked. It wasn't. That's like the it's biggest, probably my third or fourth favorite song. That's like the most popular song on this it? album. Yeah. Are these guys like popular? Popular? Or are they? Kind I mean, of, they're popular and like I've never heard of like them, but alternative I'm like like punk mm-hmm. scenes. Okay. But they're not, you know, maybe. And not they're in still general. together and making music. Yeah, they're. I think they're releasing an album this year. Yeah, because um, this was 2018. Yeah. Right. But um, yeah, yeah. They're. I mean, they're kind of popular. It was very well received when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but the whole thing, I mean, the song Great is about, um, like, Brexit and stuff. Mm. Um, And, yeah, like I said, the song I'm Scum, like, he's just, like, prodding at, like, like right-wingers and, like, internet trolls, like, alt-right trolls and stuff. Mm -hmm. Saying, like, like, humorously, like, this snowflake is an avalanche and stuff. Right. It's kind of, it kind of just, it kind of becomes like wanton at like a point where mm-hmm. it's just like, all right. Like it, it kind of gets a little bit annoying, but it's also like, I kind of still enjoy it a lot. I think um, I asked you this question in the car and you said save it for the podcast. Uh, is Danny Nadelka an actual person? Yes, he is. Um, He is Joe Talbot's friend. In real life, he's the singer of another band called Heavy Lungs, who I don't who aren't as popular. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really listened to them. Oh. I think they're also like a punk band, but yeah, he's friends with. He's like apparently his best friend. Right. Um, so they only have two albums out. I'm pretty sure they might have like another one that wasn't as popular, but Brutalism. It says this is their second album for the label they're on now. Oh, okay. Um, Brutalism came out like in 2015 i think and that right. was like a really like that was really well received too yeah like i would go i would def, i like them enough where i would go back and listen to their to their other music just to yeah. see what i thought of it 
Um, I would say to, maybe I'd come to you and be like, Hey man, brutalism is better than the album. <laughs> you know, maybe, or you might come back to me. Like I'd love you guys to go back and listen to the back catalog of faith no more too. And the forward catalog, like even their newer stuff. I'd, um, I'd probably add Daniel and Delco to my playlist. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. That's a really good song. Yeah. I think I, that sh- I actually wound up adding a couple of, I think I definitely added on scum to my pay- playlist. Um, and I think ne- never fight a man with a perm. I think I put them both on my playlist. Which is what this is all about, which is yeah. what I think, you know, if you find something, you're like, oh, this is good. Even if you don't think they're a great band, even if you don't like the whole album, you might find a couple nuggets in there where you're like, wow, this is good. And that's yeah. what we're hoping to accomplish here for, for, for the two of us, you know, between our music, Daniel, to check out some new stuff, you know. I think definitely. my playlist is at 20 songs. Wow, mm-hmm. my playlist is like... 300 and something. <laughs> I have yeah. like multiple playlists. I don't like. Yeah. So I might check. That's smart, out. actually. I have like only for, two. Like for different stuff. And yeah. Like different I have only stuff. two. I have my main one where I put everything on. I broke off a list that's like, I think I called it like up tempo jams or something like that. Just like. Yeah. Nothing like depressing in it. Just like all happy. Not necessarily even happy, but just up tempo. Yeah. Get psyched, man. Yeah, it's like the gets. Yeah, it's my get psyched. Uh, mix. Uh, Let's see yeah. who gets the reference. So, yeah. do you know what next album you're gonna give me? Can we like introduce it to the audience, or you didn't do uh, that? Yet? That's fine a, if you didn't. I have a few ideas. Um, I know what my you, next one if is you want be, to, but I think we might ready. We might want to do, do that thing for the first episode, just so we can introduce a time of the month we do it every. Month. You mean? Oh, your segment? Yeah, my segment with the. Album, yeah. If you have, if you have one in mind, that's fine. Uh, you can introduce one. I do. Okay. It's um, and you guys are gonna listen to this, right? Yeah. 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 Um, we'll give our thoughts on okay. it. Okay. Um, the album is "Awaken My Love" by Childish Gambino. Okay, I know that album pretty it's well. It's his. Uh, oh, I don't remember because it's his like third album. I think. It's I think. His third. Yeah, it's his third album. Songs. Uh, I don't know if I should say songs I would recommend. No, not yet. Just so yeah. let us yeah. listen to the album. Awaken My Love. Yeah, yeah. My Childish Gambino. All right, I'm writing it on my phone so I don't forget it. Because right. I literally, until maybe yesterday, I could never remember the name of the Idols album fully. I, it is kind <laughs> of like weird. I, it. I, really. I said joy. I was gonna put joy as an act of as an act of. That's what Something? it is. Um, yeah. Or no, is it a- active? No, I was going to say active resistance, but I put act of instead. And I was like, oh, I got it right. I, it probably would have still given it to me if I put active resistance. All right. Yeah. If you need a second to decide which one you really want to give um, me, I'll do mine first. Yeah, sure. Okay. I am going to recommend um, Alice in Chains. Um, uh, oh my god, I forgot the name of the album. Can I go Jar of Flies. Paper? Jar of Flies. Thank you. <laughs> I'll send all of the albums to you, Dan, though. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, so that's a short album, and it this is was just the first thing, and I was thinking about recommending it to you. And this was the first thing that came up when I looked on Spotify. So I'm going to recommend the album Two. It's the name of the album is Two by Mac DeMarco. Like the number two? Like yeah, I mean it doesn't matter, but yeah. Hold on. So we got, uh, I'm doing Jar of Lies. We're going to edit this stuff out because we really shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. And uh, Dominic recommends Mac. Mac. M-A-C-K? M-A-C. Just, Just M-A-C? M-A-C. 
And DeMarco is... DeMarco, D-E-M-A-R-C-O. Okay. D-E-M-A-R-C-O? Yeah. And okay. just the, album, the name of the album is just two. I'm excited. I mean, I'm cool. excited for you guys to hear my album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Listen to it with both headphones in. That's okay, my only recommendation. Stereophonic is yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, it, it goes in both channels. Okay. I don't know. I'm excited that my music taste is expanding. Yes. Yes, I'm excited to talk about all of this. Now, I've heard a decent amount of Awaken My Love from Childish Gambino because just hanging around you guys, you guys played it a lot for a while yeah. at least. Yeah. And um, that obviously, was... I know my own one. Yours, I'm excited to because I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know this person. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting. I was I was debating between that and a couple of well, other things, but um, well, like yeah, that was just like the first thing that came up on my Spotify because I was listening to it. Okay. So um, yeah. I know Jar Applies is a shorter album, but it's it's still yeah. good. It, I think mine, it's still like thirty minutes, isn't it? Yeah, it's like thirty yeah. thirty one minutes. And that's, mine that's is good. a short album too, so that's, oh, that's why good. I decided that's to recommend it. Maybe I can I listen to it. Awaken My Love is kind of long. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you guys played me a bunch of Childish Gambino. Like, I don't know what was what though. Like, I don't know what was off that album and what wasn't. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah. like, it'll still be like a you know, it'll still be good for me to listen to uh-huh. start to finish. We'll I talk- think there's one or two songs you'll enjoy. I don't think you'll enjoy the whole thing because the whole experience is kind of weird. But there's a couple songs that are like really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I love that album for a while. It. it I will talk about it when we talk about it next time, but yeah, it is very different from his other albums in almost every yeah, way. Yeah, because his other albums are very rappy, and this one's very all over the place. Right. Kind of, yeah. but it, There is some rap, I think. Kind of. But there's also, like, funk and... Soul and soul. funk, mostly. All right. Psychedelic music. Well, we'll look forward to it, and thanks for yeah. anyone who winds up listening to this, if anyone actually does. And uh, this is Jimbo and Dominic and Dan saying oh, later. Oh, I didn't say which one was my favorite. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. All right, yeah, yeah. which one did you I'm prefer? Sorry. Uh, the Idols one. The Idols one? Okay. Yeah. Cool. I win this time. You win this week. <laughs> we keep a score? I don't know. Maybe keep it in your head. Yeah. One of you two keep it in your head because my old ass will forget it. Yeah. Um. All right, yeah. And uh, what are we calling this show again? <laughs> uh, album Swap. Album, album Swap. From Album Swap, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Later. Bye.